everybody, and thank you for listening in to episode three of The Odd Pod. I am here with the wonderful Miss Amber Clark. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, Amber Clark is my uh, ENC 1102 professor, so that's fun. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It can be a lot of fun. What uh, what, what do you do? But besides teaching? Besides teaching, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you do? What do you like to well, do? Well, so I do teach at Gulf Coast, um, and I teach all kinds of things, so literature, comp. Uh, creative writing. Um, that's, you know, my day-to-day stuff that, that you know. Um, What's the stuff that people don't that know? people don't know. Okay, that's, I don't know. Is this that, that kind you're of You're interested in. I'm kidding. No, not that. <laughs> I'm just totally joking. <laughs> totally joking. Um, well, I, uh, I'm super interested in monsters, mm-hmm. and I'm actually doing a dissertation on monster narratives right now. So I'm in a doc- I'm a doctoral student, and I'm um, – it started because I taught a class. It was an honor symposium on um, on monsters and, you know, monsters in literature, that kind of thing. Um, and the students were, I mean, the response was amazing. Everyone was so interested in it. And so I just took a really deep dive that semester into monsters, um, so, so all is kinds. That, is that what started it? Like that, it is that itself, that, that event? That event, because I had to do a deep dive on it, and I just got kind of immersed in monster culture, kind of like, <laughs> I just, I mean, I read all everything from like, you know, um, Far Eastern, everything from like Greek, ancient Greece to, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, explorers to, um, you know, I mean, I was reading like Christopher Columbus's letters oh, kind of yeah. thing. Like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, actually, Amerigo Vespucci and Christopher Columbus are kind of central in um, kind of creating the kind of um, the cultural the the monster and the cultural imagination of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Like they're the primary, the primary kind of sponsors of that. Um, you know, they from cannibals to zombies because of the part of it is kind of the new world. You know, brush up. Yeah, it's right. Like, oh, go into this place we don't know about. Yeah, they're Amazons and they have <laughs> eyes in their stomachs and they're. You yeah, because they were super, like, uh, I, I don't know the word for that, like, super, uh, you want to say, like, artsy? That doesn't that doesn't make sense, I guess. Um, Who was? Like, the, the, uh, the Native Americans, like, Aztecs and Incas and stuff, they were very, like, I don't know, all really trippy about what, the, what they, like, painted and, and especially doing, like, um, like, body, like, makeup and stuff. If that... Yeah, I mean, some of it was definitely, like, coming up against a culture that mm-hmm. that they didn't understand or have any kind of frame of reference for. Yeah. But also in some ways it was a you know it was kind of a way to keep getting funded because the old maps if you look at the old maps they'll say like monsters be here, mm-hmm. right? And they have like this is where the dragons live and this is where the etc. And so you know they were using a lot of symbols from ancient kind of mythologies and fables to showcase like oh this is kind of like where treasure exists and this is where and if we could just get a little more money (laughs) we could just get a little more money we could you know we could go there maybe a a little bit of money over a long time goes a long way (laughs) yeah so he so right they end up um using a lot of this language which was fear-based it was Mm fear-stoking right about the the cultures that they were going to come into contact with and it persisted i mean you know, um, zombies come directly out of, you know, the Caribbean and different mm-hmm. kind of cultural representations, not necessarily Columbus's time, although a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I took a really deep dive when I did this class, and I just started looking at all kinds of monsters. And, you know, 
I started realizing that so many of the monster stories um, were, first of all, representative of a lot of our fears and anxieties. Yeah. And you can watch that change, like, over hundreds of, you know, a thousand years, mm-hmm. what humans were afraid of, what we feared, what, what our cultural anxieties were. But somewhere around 300 years ago, um, we started identifying with the monster, which is an interesting transition because prior to that, it was the other. Yeah. Yeah, right? it's that outside thing. Yeah. 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 And so um, that's kind of what I'm looking at is that transition and why we started like loving the monster. That's so cool. Versus the, <laughs> you know, I mean, there are still monsters that we don't yeah, love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but we have empathy suddenly for the monsters, right? I mean, Frankenstein's not the first, but it's around the same time um, where we start to like tell their full stories and we start to compare and contrast humans and what makes humans monstrous with what, you know, what make what we how we define what a monster is that's really interesting do you so. do you think that still holds true in like films today like horror films that are like trying to be original like coming out or i think we recognize that humans have monstrous qualities mm-hmm. um i think that the new monsters are based in something pretty different yeah like i was rereading all of i mean because i'm rereading them not yeah. constantly but yeah. <laughs> um i was rereading all those kind of old classic canonized monster texts like frankenstein dracula mm-hmm. etc and um they don't have the same kind of punch like when i have freshmen read frankenstein they're like okay <laughs> you know i mean it's okay but it doesn't scare them they're not worried in the same way that someone who was reading the work when it was well, yeah when first it was written released, yeah was worried about it or scared or, you know, doesn't stoke the same types of anxieties. Mm-hmm. But but when, when you do see people get scared, it's usually related to something uncertain or unknown. Mm-hmm. So like aliens, yeah, AI, any kind of like technological nightmare, fallout, like, yeah. you know, the something, robots are going to take over. Something that like hasn't happened, but like is, you know, like, oh, it could. Right, like, yeah. right. I mean, previous to, you know, before we, before all the geographical space kind of closed down, yeah, we didn't really know what was on the other side of the world. So it was that kind of uncertain, it was alien territory. You know, what you're going to meet there and what kind of monsters might exist there and that kind of thing, you know, what kind of threats you might run into. But now um, that space has closed down. I mean, and even if you ha- can't go to the Arctic, somebody's live streaming it 24 hours a day so yeah. you can see it yeah. Yeah. right so even if you can't physically go there the gap in terms of our knowledge of places that are foreign to us has has shifted so strangely that we don't have a lot of uncertainty anymore my side thesis i'm not writing this one <laughs> my side thesis is that it's the same reason why we have a ton of conspiracy theorists yeah because the imaginative space has closed down and the imaginative space is what gave us an ability to kind of think about and work out answers to anxieties and questions and fear. And now there's there's answers. Now you can see the Arctic. Now you can see that, right? It's like, what does the imagination do if you can just Google it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so now you have people who, in lieu of that, is like trying to make stuff up yeah. anyways. <laughs> just just to keep like keep that going and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, what is the function of the human imagination? We don't really, I mean, we know what it, what we do with it, but we don't really know what, like, does it serve a purpose? What is that purpose? You're coming out of the gate really deep. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I'm, I'm, because I'm, I've been immersed in it. So when somebody's <laughs> like, tell me what, I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> this is where I am. No, I'm happy you, I'm happy you, uh, you went out with that because um, uh, the past two episodes since we've been in October, I've kind of been talking about like horror stuff and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, funny. Uh, so I love that you went out and went ahead Monsters. and like said that because because I was eventually going to get to that. So I'm happy that we just went ahead and covered that base. That's funny. That's funny. Um, my uh, my co-host, uh, JT, and I, we um, the first episode, we talked about uh, Halloween Horror Nights because we both went this year. And uh, and we were talking about each of the haunted houses and everything. Oh, nice. Um, and then I, I asked uh, my coworker Matthew a little bit about like horror movies and stuff, but he's not. He's kind of a scaredy cat. So. Well, that's the funny thing. <laughs> like this is the most people who know me are like, what? Like, I mean, you know, I, my my friends will not take me to a scary movie because I have to like talk and pace through it, and like, it's okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Is that, it's is all that right. your coping mechanism? There? Oh yeah. Yeah, like I have to watch them at home. I'll get up and go in the other room, come back. Like, you I know, can't, I can't say anything because when it comes to haunted houses, I'm a talker. Are you, yeah. I try to, fine. I try to fine. talk to the actors and stuff, and they they, they, they take that break. as they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna mess with him more." Oh, gosh. But I can I can watch a horror movie and everything. Although I do do like the donut technique where you like put a hole in your hand and then you like close it every time something scary That's comes. Funny, up. I do the the gate, the door gate. Like, eh, no, not ready. Nope. Okay. My uh, my friend gifted me a horror game. I think mm-hmm. it was last night, and I streamed it. Uh, it's called it? like plot. Uh, poppy's playhouse or something um it's a it's a like some like stuffed toy monster thing but it's like this huge thing and it's a puzzle game but i streamed it for uh for an hour and apparently there's only like one chapter so i played through the chapter and it scared me it did Uh, yeah oh yeah and i think my my main thing and this is just how i am like i anticipate things way too much and, and I freak myself out. Like I'm scared going because, in. <laughs> like the first like 15, 30 minutes of the game, there's nothing. It's just yeah. like you're doing puzzles, but the entire time I'm like, something's going to happen. <laughs> Waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, and then it does happen. And then, you know, I pee myself. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, and that's that's the thing too. I mean, with movies and video games, but for me, it's like what, I'm not scared really. The supernatural or like the, tr- the, mo- like the fictional monstrous doesn't really scare me. Mm-hmm. Really, what scares me is the stuff that could really happen. It's like the real life, real life scenarios. Um, yeah. What's that movie? Hush. Have you seen that? I have not. Is that the one where they're in the house and they have to be quiet? Uh, no, I don't. I don't believe so. I know what you're talking about. It's like, like the, the kids old, break the into. Yes. Okay. So it's not I haven't watched that. It, but um, this one's on Netflix, I think. Um, Uh-oh. So it's this masked. Are you giving me an assignment? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's this uh, masked guy. Without spoiling anything, it's this masked guy, and the entire. Um, plot point is that it's this woman who is deaf um in a house by herself basically and that's almost the entire plot thing and it's it's weird though because the way that the narrative works is that um like i I don't know who's voicing i don't know if it's the actual actor or not um but she'll talk to herself and she'll imagine different scenarios and stuff. And, like, it's so weird because she doesn't talk because she's deaf. So she, you know, she, she has no reason to. It's like her monologue, um, her inner monologue. Yeah, right yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, he'll be at, like, mm-hmm. the window or something. And she's, like, hiding. And, like, she'll talk to herself, like, in, in her own head. But you get to hear it. So, but it's this crazy thing. Um, it, it's very, like, psychological horror. Um, so what is it with all of, so, right, I was thinking between that hush, between... Mm-hmm quiet place between like it's like we're so uncomfortable with silence 
that it's become horrific to us. Like, just everyone well, having to be quiet. In, in a world where everything's so loud because of your phone, like, even in a, like, visual context, like, scrolling through Facebook, everybody's saying everything all at the same time. And right. that in itself is loud. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just personally to me. But, um uh, I can I can definitely see that, and there are like there's times where it's like oh the silence is very comforting. It's like a warm blanket that you get to put on yourself, and there's other times where it's like it's freezing cold outside because it's silent. You know? And also like I, it's silent, and I'm I'm alone, right? Yeah. Because if you're silent, there's something related to like I'm by myself. It's up to me to save myself. Whatever's about to happen. Yeah, but she, uh, that movie is like ultimate like final girl material. It's great. Really? Oh, it's okay. so good. Right, well, it's, right. and it's kind of because like she's basically the only character, so it's like she's the one and only final girl. Like, right. <laughs> so, but it's a it's a it's a really good um it's a really good movie. Uh, since you're like since you're studying monsters and stuff, I'm sure that you've loved Cabin in the Woods. Did you, have did not you watched watch, it. You haven't watched that. Mm-mm. Oh, since you're doing monster stuff, you have to watch really? it. Oh yes. Okay. It's it's not even it's not even scary. All right. It's really weird. <laughs> like, at why are the you end. doing monsters? <laughs> like, well, I mean, so so after like having seen it like a few times, the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like at the end, the end just takes a turn. I'm not gonna spoil it. Okay. If, if you're gonna end up watching, it, I'm not gonna spoil it. But the ending is like. What? But then you watch it a couple of times, you're like, oh, it makes sense. So, I mean, I think the only thing that really scares me is, like I said, is is kind of the, like, torture porn, that kind of stuff. Like, like Saw or, like, I have no, I don't want to watch people be tortured. Saw makes me uncomfortable, but. I know why it's doing it. A, I just. It, a lot of people only see it as, like, a gory movie. They don't see it for the story that's put at place. And I get why you wouldn't want to watch it. I see the story. I, I just I like the story, even though the story's like completely screwed up when they're trying to tell it because it's it's so many callbacks and everything. For sure, it's very difficult to follow. But I thought Spiral was really good, which is the newest one that came out. But it's like a prequel. It's really weird. A prequel to Saw. Yes, I think. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird though because they they call they call back to John Kramer, the guy who's behind it all in that movie. Like they they make. Like, there's a point in a scene where they're like, oh, he's like, you know, he's like John Kramer or whatever. Um, so it's really weird. It's like, right. it, it is a prequel, but it's also like in the middle of when Saw things were happening. So it's in like, in the universe. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they say it's based off of like, quote unquote, the book of Saw, which I think they just mean the movie is what they mean by a book because there isn't an actual published book. <laughs> Like I yeah, so, I didn't hurt. Okay. But no, I, I, I agree. You, well, what I, you should do is make me a list. I should make you a list. Make me a list. I'll send you a list. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> what was the other one you Hush. said? Hush. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess another one. I'm, I'm going to be surprised if you have seen this, but have you seen uh, Would You Rather? It was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. If I can figure out where to find it, then I'll, I'll send it to you. But um, it's... Which it's not necessarily spoiling anything if I just kind of tell you what like happens in the beginning. But are these um, monsters or are they no? These humans are just these are, are just psych- psychological like thriller. Yeah. Okay. Thr- yeah. Thriller um, horror. Okay. Yeah. No. Cabin it ha- in the it Woods has, also is it monster or is it? A cabin in the Woods is one hundred percent monster. Okay. Like that is the entire point of the film. <laughs> like you, you'll all you'll right, see you'll all see right, all right. Um, like that that's that monsters drive that film and again you'll you'll see like you'll you'll get to a point where it's kind of showing you and you're like oh okay. I see what's happening okay but um but but like, like I can watch these by myself 
and go to sleep by myself and hush you might not be able to because that one's a little too real <laughs> um but uh no cabin in the woods you could definitely like watch it because because it's like a comedy horror i think i think it's horror first and then comedy um but it's definitely got a lot of comedy in it i forget okay. i forget who's in it but there there's somebody or there's two guys that are in it that like are really funny and they're kind of like main i guess you could consider them villains i wouldn't necessarily consider have them you villains. seen uh the descent i have not but i was watching a twitter thread today where people were like wow that was a bad decision to let my child watch that <laughs> like the descent. the descent i think it's fairly old I but i don't know that sounds familiar um i was intrigued i was like oh that's really scary huh okay Oh, so, something that like that like messed me up for a little bit. Like after watching, was hereditary. I saw it. It did not mess me up. Really? Mm-mm. I mean, the miniatures were freaky. There, right? A... Wasn't that in that movie where she, the mom made all the little miniature houses and stuff? I think it's it's the same one where like the kid like yep. gets mm-hmm, yeah okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no mm-hmm. like there's there's a couple scenes in that movie that like I saw like, and I was like whoa because because. Every horror movie before then, like even Saw, it's like, okay, like I see what you're doing and you're either really scary or you're just like trying to be gory to freak people out like Final Destination. Like you're just being gory for the sake of being gory. Yeah. But like to mix them together and actually be a legitimately scary movie along with like very good practical effects, like that, that flipped me out because that one didn't get me. Oh my God. I mean, it didn't bother me. Uh, I did hear Mother was... Was it Mother? Oh, I haven't mother? seen that. I, I know I know which one that is, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say another one. Uh, going back onto Would You Rather, that, that was a really good one. Um, it's a group of people that are, like, starving for money that end up playing Would You Rather with this really rich guy. So Squid Game. Um, free Squid Game? Yes, maybe? actually. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's Squid Game. I haven't game really watched Squid Game, game so don't tell oh, me any. Oh, it's so good. That's what oh, it's so good. they're all watching it in my division, and they're like, you have to watch this. Yeah, you have to watch it. But and actually, the English overdub isn't even that bad. But let me ask you this, mm-hmm. because I felt this way with Black Mirror. Like, it, it's so dark that I feel like I can only really take, like, one or two at a time uh, episodes. And I have to be like, okay, I have to, I need a breather. No, Squid, Squid Game isn't, isn't just that disturbing. dark. Squid Game's, like, yeah, it's, it's like, messed up and everything, and it's, like, ide- ideology and everything. But it's not like it's not so bad that you have to be like, okay, hold on, give me. I a need, second. I need a break. Like, I need a cleanser break. No, Turn on the cartoons. Like, <laughs> it's it's a good. It's actually it's 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 uh, it's kind of how a regular like TV show kind of goes, where it like leaves off on a cliffhanger every episode. So, so like, you kind of want to watch. Have to keep uh, watching. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, but it's it's not so bad. I think it. I think really good storytelling gets in the way of, um, like all of the like darkness like even though it is a part of it it's like you don't dwell on it so much because you're really sure. focused on like story and stuff okay so it's it's a really good show like th- i honestly want to say that that's probably one of the first shows that got super popular that i watched it like in the wave of popularity yeah that was in it which really surprised me because <laughs> usually i'm just like oh it's over high same uh, that's what i but do no like legitimately this is this is a really good show <laughs> squid game is actually really good i'd want to watch that one and i want to watch um midnight mass I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't know. Oh, I've never okay. watched it. <laughs> um, people are, people, it's on Netflix, but people are saying that it's um, similar to, um, I want to say it might be based on a Shirley Jackson book, like The Haunting of Hill House, mm. The Haunting of Bly House. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. The, I think I know what, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen the trailer. Anyway, it's called Midnight Mass, but everyone's saying it's fantastic. Um, not scary, but it's in that same family of like, 
The Haunting of Hill House, where yeah. it's not really gory or that, that show freaked me out. Really? <laughs> yes. So haunting, see, supernatural, like exorcists, like those kinds of like possession things. They don't really. It depends on how they do them, because like True. Haunting of Hill, Cow, Hill House was like new enough that like all the effects and stuff like like the were mm-hmm. they they looked good. But, like, if I watch, like, an older movie like The Exorcist or something, I'm watching it, it's like, eh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? For the 70s, they yeah. were scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, like if it blows my 80s. mind that my mom gets freaked out by, or probably not anymore because she's watched, like, a thousand other horror movies now. But, like, it's weird because she's told me about how when Friday the 13th came out, like, it freaked her out and everything. I'm like. It's terrifying. I, I guess. <laughs> I watch it now and I see like the scene where Jason just like picks up the girl that's in the sleeping bag and just hits her on the tree and then like it's funny to me. I mean, I, I right, it doesn't pass anymore, it doesn't hold up. You're like, what are we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Jaws, even. I mean, there's certain things about Jaws that are still scary, but when my nieces watched it, they were like, hmm, okay, this yeah. scared you, huh? And they're like, yes. Yeah, and then you yes. watch like the new it with all the CGI effects and everything. It's like, oh. Okay, yeah. cool, all right. Yeah. This is where we've come from, like, or this is where we are now no. versus, you know, what we've seen before. I mean, I remember crawling down. I think the first horror movie I ever saw, I was, I crawled down the hallway because I wasn't allowed in the living room to watch it. <laughs> no. So I crawled down the hallway and I was watching, like, laying on my stomach in the hallway trying to watch the TV. <laughs> and it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. And it was, you know. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it was when it was still, it had just been released. And so they were watching it, you know, um, my parents and some friends. And they were all sitting in the dark. And um, I was like, what is this world even? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Why are my parents watching this? Like, you know, there were years that I thought for sure they were aliens, like, unzipping their skin at night. Like, <laughs> what has happened? I just didn't trust anything yeah. after watching it. I mean, they were right not to let me, but... I was determined. And then there was some movie called Happy Birthday to Me or Happy Birthday. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, pipes burst and blood was coming out on this kid's birthday party. And when you're like six, you're like, that's the worst thing ever, you know. Um, But, yeah, they were scary in a way that um, doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, why is that? Because we're so, I don't know, numbed. To kind of, in, you know, inured to well, violence I, and gore. and I, Yeah, I think what it is is, like, we've seen so many, like, films now where things look real. And mm-hmm. practical effects then mm-hmm. were, like, like for the time, yeah, they're really good. Like, I can't remember. It's probably, like, plain as day. But I can't remember what um, movie it was. But the guy that, like, like, his facial features turn into the werewolf. Was it just, like, what was it? It was an older movie. Anyways, it was like, it was really cool because it was like this mechanical um, like head that they made to like make it look all like shape shifty and everything. And like they won awards and stuff for that effect. But I like, vaguely remember this. But um, it was really cool because like you, you come from that where it's like, yeah, it was really advanced for the time and it seemed real at the time because they've never seen anything like that, you know? Like, right. You know, it's, it's not something that you see like all the time, but now there's a a plethora of horror stuff that Mm -hmm. all has really good budgets and it all looks real, you know, and there's, there's just all these like effects and stuff to it that like, since we're so used to seeing something that, that really could be something that's in front of us, you know, it's just on the screen, then like seeing all the stuff that doesn't look real, you know, it's like, but, (laughs) but I would also say, I mean, one of the big things that shifted that moved the goalpost a bit is, 
you know, video games, right? Because interactive horror. It's that, a different that thing. That is something I, I, I can't stand to do. I've tried to stream like Outlast and Outlast 2 and stuff. I can't get very far into it because I I hate it when I'm in control. I hate it. Like, and I think that's that's what separates movies and TV from like video games. Completely. Because, oh, yeah, because you have... You have zero say in what happens in a movie. Like in a movie, it's telling You're a story. The passive watcher. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about like somebody like sitting at a campfire and telling you a ghost story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, you like sit behind like a computer or, or your console or whatever it is, and like you're the person that's moving the story and everything. Like the entire perspective changes. Yeah, it's like oh no, it's you. And like if you're like me, like you get pretty immersed into like sure. into games and stuff. Like I love a good like story and everything. Um, and like so, Resident Evil, I can't even, I can't even, those, that whole series, like I can't even, I can't play it, I can't watch it. It makes me, you know, just like ugh, come out of my skin. And part of it is the, being in control, being the one that is, you know, um, I, I have to open the door. Wait, like I personally have to open the door? <laughs> like, that, I want I the hate. horror to happen to someone else. Yeah, that, that's what I hate about Amnesia yeah. and uh, Outlast and stuff because those games, you have zero defense. Your your defense is running and hiding. I can't I can't stand that. I hate being give me a weapon. Yeah, like yeah, I can't I can't do that. I I hate it so that especially like, oh okay, well you have to go hide in a locker now. It's like oh why can't I just like Please. like grab a stick or something and like try to hit him? Like I'd feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, yeah for sure, but, for sure. I was even uh, playing Control recently. I don't know if you know what that game. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard of it's it. Pre- pretty dark psychological. Mm-hmm. Um, game and i had again i had to go like okay i need a minute i need to i need to go to something just that's like silly and ridiculous because i can't you know yeah. i'm kind of ex- every every time i get to like a you know a, another waypoint where i'm like okay I, I got through that thing you know it feels like a relief and i'm like i don't know that i, sh- I don't know it should that it should feel like that. <laughs> See, and, and so this is what i'm wondering because like horror movies and stuff like when they first started coming out it's just like everything else it was very low budget Mm -hmm. like it it had to wait to get a following you know and eventually when it did it got more funding like for those types of movies and Mm -hmm. you know they they ended up coming out from like big name um motion picture companies like universal and stuff right and so i'm waiting because i don't think that we're quite there yet but i'm waiting on video games like horror video games to get released by triple a like companies and having like million dollar budgets and reason being because I think that like some really cool stuff could be like released. What? You don't think so? Yeah, I do. But oh, I mean, the, I mean also some really horrible stuff's going to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> going to yeah. get released as well. Well, <gasps> well there, I mean, there's a lot of other things too, but like right now, like there's really good indie games being, or I mean really good horror games being made by indie developers. And like, I think that that's really cool. But can you imagine if like those indie developers have like millions of dollars to just like, really make put it into beautiful. a game mm-hmm. yeah to like r- really increase the graphics like put it on the new unreal engine and everything mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and like make just this like really cool thing but I, I i don't think that we're quite there yet granted that there's like a million other things that everybody's working on like vr still trying to to find its place you know like there's there's cool titles and stuff like valve made half-life alex and everything and, sure but it's still you have like, all the zombie games yeah that is true um Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is actually pretty good. I, I have a... Uh, Isn't, um, is that a... Uh, what is it? What's it called? Telltale? Um, it's not made by Telltale. Okay, so I don't believe. Okay. 
No, I, I can't remember who it's made by. Um, it's kind of it's something. It has the graphics of a Telltale game, which is kind of weird. Okay, interesting. Um, but it's it's a pretty good game. It runs off of like a moral system and everything. Um, so it like incentivizes you to do the right thing. Yeah, either or. <laughs> I mean, you're you're like you're, Bioshock, kind of like yeah, make your own yeah, decisions. You can yeah. Um, that that's that's an interesting game because it's one of those things where it's like you think you're doing the right thing and you may not be, you know, or, yeah. or it all depends on how you're looking at it. Um, I thought Infinite was really good. Did you play that one? I've watched I watched it played before I realized I wanted to play it and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have watched this. Yeah, that one shouldn't have watched really the good. whole thing. It got really complicated at the end, but, but right. it was really good. <laughs> right, right. I, I think now it's been so long that I don't remember. I could probably play it and be like, oh, probably. yeah. 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 But, um. Would you would you put those under like a horror genre? Or I would mean, it be there's more mo- like there horror? are monstrous things in it. Yeah. I mean, even if they're man-made, kind of or created. I don't. Okay, I guess I guess I haven't played the second one. Like, I don't. I haven't seen where like it describes what like one of the big daddies is, like the giant things. I like, thought that they were. I could be totally wrong here. I'm trying to remember. I have no idea Bioshock either. So. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I thought that they were like. Um, it was kind of like experimentation gone awry. Like they, people were taking these shots, right? And mm-hmm. But I have to go back and look. But I think it was like that kind of thing, like where it it's, was kind of like humans were experimenting and they messed up. That sounds about right. <laughs> Which know. is pretty, yeah, it sounds, it tracks, it tracks for humans. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it all, I mean, I would put it in horror, but does it, is it a monster, right? So I that's the. I don't know if Infinite is. I think Infinite's more, like you could probably put it as horror, but a lot of like the things that you fight are people and yeah. like robots. Right. Right. So, and whether or not you classify a robot as a monster, I mean, I, I don't know. That's not yeah. my place to say it because I'm not the one studying it. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, right. You have to come out of the gate being like, here's the definition that we're using because there, mm-hmm. it can mean anything from cryptozoology stuff to. AI yeah. to robots yeah, to aliens to humans, yeah. you know, and at what point cyborgs, like at what point do you stop? Like what makes us human? First question, because that's where we draw the line often and what makes something else monstrous. And I think that line's really blurry. That That is a very blurry right? line. Like it's I'm a, currently trying to think and I'm like, well, I mean, you could say it's like, okay, well, you have like a heart, you know, and like. Do you mean like a literal heart or do you mean like a heart like well, you have empathy and love for people like you're sentient see, and you feel. And that's, that's another thing that could just two two other like. <laughs> I, right. Two right. other examples. Right. <laughs> like pigs are sentient. I mean to some degree they're like three year olds. Like are they either not human. Right. Primates right. have some sentience. I mean not they can't they're not as evolved or in, in the same capacities that we are. They but. They learn sign language though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's definitely a that's definitely like how how do you how does it how do you classify it? Um, that's so cool because like monsters are one of those things that like you don't quite think about because it's not an everyday thing. Like you like is it not? Well, <laughs> I mean, is it not well, for, for other people? That's good for, for you. It, it, <laughs> it might is. Be, it but, is. Um, but yeah, consciously <laughs> for sure. Uh, but if um, you even think about it, it starts early, like monsters when you're a kid that is that is very true yeah um you start identifying them as a threat yeah of something yeah i think i think once your brain goes into like being able to figure out what what a 
thing is, like, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, well, you know what a person looks like. Like, you know, you have the general shape of a human, you know. It's, like, skinny, wide, and then skinny again, you know, Mm -hmm. because the arms and everything. Um, Or, like, you know, you know what, you just know what living things are. It's, like, okay, well, if it's moving, you know, okay. But then it gets to the point where, like, oh, okay, well, you see a shadow in the corner or something, like, a lamp is making or something and you're like oh that looks like a, a you know person but a person's not there and so like your brain just takes it it's like oh well what could it be and now we have the added the other part of this of like the uncanny valley right so the idea of the uncanny valley it was a it's an essay from years ago about monsters but it, it applies to video games because they figured out that um when we make things too realistic people shut off from it so they can make humans look hyper-realistic where you really can't tell the difference of what a human is versus, you know, the, you know, the CGI or whatever, Mm -hmm. but people get freaked out and they won't watch it. So they actually stepped back and started making it look less realistic in order to get people, because there's something in us. It's like, it's, it's a human. Nope. Something's not not right. right. (laughs) We recognize that it's not a living thing. It's not a real thing. And, you know, so it becomes monstrous in that way. But well, it's it's crazy how sensitive we are to stuff like that. Like like mm-hmm. if you're like if you're looking at somebody and like their left ear is a little like droopy mm-hmm. from the right one, like you instantly see it. And it's like at the same time, like if you didn't notice it, then you won't notice it. But as soon as you notice it, it's like, oh okay, the well, thing that, you that's see. a thing. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 weird yeah. like how sensitive we are to that. Um I've I don't know. I think I think back on it a lot because um, it still happens. But like when you when you're looking at an everyday object, like a like a power outlet, like there's a couple in here, like it's a face. <laughs> sure, it's, it's a face. Sure, but if you don't think of it like that, then you don't see that until you do see it that one time, and then you can't unsee can't, it. You can't unsee it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I can see where like it could get freaky if like something that isn't isn't human. Like it, but it looks human. Like it it's looks anthropomorphized in yeah. some way. But yeah, yeah, I can I can see how that that would cause some like unease. It's like, I think oh. that's also scary. That's also what we find scary in a lot of these shows and video games is like, you know, it's the like the the thing that looks like a human. It's got the shape of a human, and then it reveals itself to be not like us. Yeah. Right, it's something else. Um, oh, that that reminds me. Of, a like, lot of women. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that reminds me of. I, I don't remember which episode it was. I think it was in season one of the Twilight Zone. And uh, it was, like, one of the old, like, Yeah, old original. Episodes. Okay. Um, and this guy got sent to, like, what they were deciding to do for people who did really bad crimes is they were sending them off to their own, like, planet at, for solitary confinement. Called Australia. Right. Okay. <laughs> Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> the toilets flush backwards there. It's weird. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Um, but they, they send them off to these just, like, random I- isolated places. And this guy, like, the entire story is based off of this one guy. I forget what he did. I don't think that they ever said it because Twilight Zone likes to be, f- f- like... Cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he got sent to this, like, planet, and they, like periodically like at the same time i don't know if it was every month or every six months or whatever they would go and visit him and give him food and whatever he asked for previously 
So it's like, okay. it's, which is weird because it's like, oh, here's a month's worth of food, but they don't know how much he eats. So, but that's beside the point. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I, I cannot suspend my disbelief here. <laughs> um, I forget what it was. I think, let's see. So he asked for like a partner or something or, or something. I forget what it was because he's like, it's really lonely out here. Like, you know, I'm just by myself. It was either that or he built it himself. I don't remember. Okay, but fair. either way, he ends up with a robot that looks like... like a woman. And he, like, oh, no, I think they give it to him is what it was because he starts showing, like, resentment for it. And he's like, you're not real, you know, like, yeah. And, like, the robot, like, has emotions and stuff because the robot is supposed to be representative of a human. And it's like, okay, hey, uh, you know, hey, listen here, buddy. Like, I'm trying to make you not feel lonely. I'm trying to be your companion. And, um, and it gets to the point where he, like, a, a switch flips in his brain and it's just like, no, you are real. And, like, they just, they, like, become lovers and everything. Yeah. And, um, and it comes time, uh, you know, he's living, like, a really good life on this planet and everything, which is really weird because it's supposed to be solitary confinement. Like, it doesn't like quite make sense. paradise? Yeah, it's really like, weird. <laughs> You gave um, him conjugal visits? Okay. But um, but it comes time to where, like, they're taking him back. They're like, okay, you've served your sentence and everything, so it's time for you to come back. And he's, like, you know, like, telling her, like, okay, let's get on the ship and everything. And they're like, we don't have room for that. Like, we don't have the storage space. We can only hold so much weight. And she would be way too much. You have to leave her. And, like, that becomes an entire thing. And I forget exactly what it was. I think... I think one of the officers ends up, like, shooting the robot to, like, prove, like, oh, okay, hey, it is a robot, you know, and it, like, breaks that on him. But, like, the the early Twilight Zone episodes have some, like, really, like... Black Mirror, yeah. Yeah, some, For sure. yeah, some crazy stuff that, like, st- like, still holds with me, to, like, to this day just because about. it's so, mm-hmm. it's so, like, bizarre. And you think about it and you're like, wow, like, if that did happen, that would suck. <laughs> Yeah, kind of impressing. I'm definitely ahead of its time. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways about what we would fear and worry about. Yeah, there was a there was another one. Like not trying to like go on a tangent about Twilight That's Zone, fine. but um, I just thought that they were really good. I think they're still on Netflix. I don't know. But Pro- probably, they, they I'm sure they're. In, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go find them and rewatch them because they're really good. But um, it's one. It's this guy who's very self entitled. He's like you know only thinks of himself. He doesn't care about anybody else, and. Um, and he he wears glasses and he loves to read is his thing. He loves books. He loves reading all the time. And somehow he comes across this stopwatch that when he presses the button, it uh, stops the stopwatch and it uh, stops time all around him. So basically he has time in his hand. You know, he can, he yeah. can start and stop whenever he wants. So he ends up, you know, I forget all the filler and stuff. But at the end where the twist happens is uh is he he finds like all these books like in a library and uh and somehow the the watch breaks like it it, like slips out of his hand or something and it breaks and he can't use it anymore so time has stopped indefinitely and and he's like oh well this is completely fine because now i can just read whenever i want like that's all he cared about and he's like so i can literally read every book here i have all the time in the world you know what's going to stop me and where like what kind of like even freaks me out is that um he ends up like slipping or something and his glasses falls off his face and he breaks his glasses so he can't see 
So now he's stuck in like just an infinite, you know, nothingness. Like time, yeah, oh, time gosh. isn't going, and he can't see anything. He can't read or anything. So I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it, it freaked me out when I first saw it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was a show on HBO where, um, and I think it was a, a takeoff on a Bradbury short story. Um, I don't, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about this planet where it rained every day of the year except one day like every eight years or something. What the heck? <laughs> and so I don't remember the actual time frame. But so anyway, the kids were so excited because this day was coming. They were going to get to see the sun, et cetera. And all of these bullies like locked the main character in a closet all day. So he missed like the one day Aww. of sunshine of his whole life. And I was like, it's the worst. It's the worst show it's ever. It's Alaska in a <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Huh? <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, but I just remember being like, Humans are just really... We suck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, stuff like that. But, yeah, no, those those very early Twilight Zone episodes really, like, screwed with me. Because I watched them as a kid, too. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, Black Mirror did that. I, I honestly, I haven't seen Black Mirror. You haven't? You have no. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I good? think you do. The first episode's weird. I watched the first episode and I, I was like, I watched the like first ten minutes of the first episode. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is this the rest <laughs> of the show. Every season, the rest of the show is nothing like that first episode. The it's heck? the weird. It's the strangest entree into the series, um, because I watched the whole first episode when it first came out. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> I don't think this show is for me. Um, and then they're like, someone was like, you need to push through that show and go get to the next episode because everything else shifts dramatically after that. And I was like, okay, each show is its own independent, you know, story. It's not in one universe. It's telling us. Oh, so it's a, like the twilight zone where it's like, yeah. it's all just a different thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but that's how it, it was. I mean, that's how some of those episodes were just so, just such a mind twist, you know, where you're like, Oh my God. Um, like in one, they can rewind memories and they can replay memories and so, like, this couple that's having relationship problems is, like, trying to remember when they were happy. It, there's really, oh it's really, gosh. there's some really dissonant kind of, like, you know, human existence questions. You're like, ugh. And a lot of technological fear that's layered into there, yeah. you know, into a lot, of, a lot of their ideas as well. In fact, they, there's one that's, like, the robot dogs, right? These robots are, they have these robot dogs that kind of take over and they're, like, tracking humans. Mm-hmm. And then... I think Boston Dynamic actually has the robot dogs at yeah. Tyndall Air Force yeah. Base here. So, you know, everyone's like, okay, it's real. This is just soft disclosure. You know, all the conspiracy there is, this is just soft disclosure, all the, all this stuff. Um, but, you know, I mean, there there's so many of these kinds of shows, but the disturbing quality, I think, is, like, it, it disturbs you enough, but it doesn't answer the questions for, like, how do we... Yeah. You know, so you just end up like a lot of the a lot of these series. You just end up like being c- disturbed about the whole, like there's no resolution. Yeah. yeah. You know. That in itself is 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 the right. conflict. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that that's one thing. Like, which it's a great tactic for like storytelling and movies and stuff. But that's one thing that I hate is just when when something doesn't. The zero end ending. Right. Like, like especially when a show is in its first season. And it decides to cliffhang. It's like, why? 
why don't do that and like i understand that you're setting up something like i get it you're setting up for you know another season and everything like that's its whole thing but come on it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's such like a oh but like end it on a place where i do think we're gonna have to shift the way that we're kind of consuming shows and series i mean it used to be right that You'd watch it on a weekly serial basis. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, no. I, yeah. And and you didn't, you know, you kind of waited for it to happen. And while that's, that series was taking place, they're filming the other one. So there was not re- a small break, but not really. Mm-hmm. But now we can watch it all in one day. Yeah. And then we're like, two. it takes them two years to get another series out. And by then, I've moved on. Yeah. So I need them to, like, I need them to do two things <laughs> if I was running this world. First of all, um shorter series runs it's like eight to nine eight to ten episodes Mm -hmm. but i want the series to kind of wrap up Mm -hmm. because because if you don't renew it i'm gonna be real angry if i've waited and like invested time that's how i feel about stranger things now because oh i didn't see the third one they've taken like either a couple years or just one year i don't remember but i mean they went through like the COVID season and everything right but they have time shifted but they have two years. Like, zero excuses because lucifer still like lucifer did an ingenious thing have you seen lucifer okay i'm not gonna spoil anything did i see i saw one and did i see two i saw two i think i haven't seen episode i think i haven't seen series three okay um, oh you're talking about lucifer the series yes no i've seen okay. a little of it i've heard i've heard things about it though it's good it's good yeah. It's good. <laughs> I think I've heard some spoilers. They, they did an ingenious thing where they were on like season, either they were coming out with season five or, or it was something like that. And I don't know how they did it like on a like actual behind the scenes level of how they like filmed everything and edited it. Um, but they, I think they released like half of season five and then made it on a cliffhanger the way that they did it, like it, it could easily keep going, but they, they made intentionally made it a cliffhanger because they were still in the middle of filming the rest of it. So they only released half of the season that they promised to give and then gave the rest of it later. And they still stayed on schedule. And actually like, I think later in the year still released season six and I haven't seen it yet, but they released it's shorter. Six. So they're playing to the shorter attention span of people, right? Well, more, I, more I is buying for your, when, when, um, when like COVID happened and everything, I think that's when they were like, "Oh shoot! Well, we already have all this. Well, this is post production, so right? Yeah, let's go ahead and and you know give that out and just figure out a way to make it tie into this, but figure out a way to make it end so it's still like it's a cliffhanger, but you still kind of get that like sense of like, okay, well, it's not closure because you know there's more to come because it says part one, you know, part one of the of season five, so it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It's cut into two parts, so. Like it was, it was just, it was, it was kind of cool to see how they did that. Cause it's like, no, we're still making more. We just don't have it yet. So, <laughs> so, you know, just, just be patient, but here you go to like fill, fill you in. Yeah, like, here's a little yeah. teaser treat yeah. for you. Yeah. So I think they did like, I think there was like 10 episodes or something. They released like the first five or something. I forget what it was, but it was something like that. I think you are seeing this, that kind of like these like short run series that they, they actually do end. There's not going to be six seasons of it. There's one season, maybe two. And then it Mm -hmm. actually ends. They're doing really well. Like, um, and they're not scary stuff, but like the stuff on HBO right now, like Mm -hmm. Mare of Easttown or these kinds of, you know, shows that are, um, I mean, they're playing with archetypes, like, you know, the down on your luck cop, right? Like they're playing (laughs) with those kinds of like 
classical television archetypes that we're used to seeing. Um, and they're doing really well, but there's a diff- like you feel completed at the end. Yeah. There's nothing left unresolved, and you don't know if yeah, it's yeah, ever coming back. Yeah, or... you're not stuck with, well, is there another season? Or, like, what are we doing? I'm hoping Squid Game doesn't get like that. There's there's very clearly a season two going to happen. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. But there's very clearly a season two. All right. Um, But I just, like, I mean, I guess I could kind of see where they're going to go with it. But I hope that they don't like go off it. the yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Like, and I th- I think we're shifting out of that because of streaming services. Because when you mm-hmm. when you were making a show for cable, it's like like you were saying like it's a weekly basis. You know, you're filming them as you're going. Because even then, you don't know like like okay, so you could be greenlit for an entire season, and it's like okay, well your season's going to consist of like 22 shows, you know, for like a sitcom or something. Right. Like okay, there you go. So you, you can have a schedule. It's like, okay, well, we'll film them like a couple weeks ahead in advance and everything. You know, it'll be all fine and, and all that. But, like, um, you, like then you have shows like The Office where they were like, okay, we we know that we're in our first season. And it's like, but we've only been greenlit for two shows. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we have two episodes and we just have to make them as best as we can, you know. And luckily, like, that's a whole thing. Have you, oh, man. Do you listen to podcasts? Some. Okay. Um, oh, what's his name? Brian, Brian uh, Baumgartner, uh, Kevin on The Office. The okay. Big Fat Big, Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he has um, a podcast that's talking about, like, The Office's history. Oh, interesting. And it's very interesting the way that it, that it went about. Um, they had a lot of turns that they had to, had to do. do it. Because, like... Especially for me, because I, I mean, I was born in one right? So like, I wasn't watching it, right? <laughs> you You're know? like, I'm, I'm a like, zygote. I'm like four. I'm watching SpongeBob every day. I don't, you know. I'm still, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, as it was happening, and this is also the U.S. version, yes, versus the U.K. Um, version. Right. Actually, the very first episode is like, like, tit for tat, like the same. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I've no, never, I've never. No, checked. they they based. Well, it's it's not like side by side comparison, but they based the first episode off of the U.K. version. Because they weren't di- like they weren't diverting from it because they were like, oh, here's a hit award winning show that we're just gonna make. <laughs> we'll and, just yeah and capitalize even, on the U.S. audience. Yeah, on this. And, yeah. And even the uh, the director of the U.K. version was like, that's fine, do it. He's like, I don't care. It's yeah. a great idea. Cash I wanna cow. See, yeah, I want to see what you're what you're gonna do with it. Um, but they fought for like a lot of a lot of things, um, like to just keep trying to get more episodes. Like it was basically like a begging basis. It's like, come on, just one more episode and we got it, you know. Um, now, I will say that it's shtick, but, and it's, you know, satirical. And it's it's also kind of a, a mixed genre, right? It's a play on reality TV shows and also comedy, you know, primetime comedy sitcom mm-hmm. kind of thing, situational dramas, that kind of thing, or situational comedies. But it is... Um, the part of what resonated, and I mean, I was a, I was a brand new young duckling when it first. I don't even know if I watched it then, but close to mm-hmm. to when it came out. Um, but even then, like you're like, I have actually been to. I think it was episode two, mm-hmm. where they are doing um, the diversity. Yeah. They have to go through diversity training, <laughs> diversity day and they put things on their foreheads, like, and you have to talk. It was the I, I've been to this. We're like, are we being punked? <laughs> or is, is this real life? Are we're gonna someone's gonna get sued for this? Like, this cannot <laughs> happen. Who is in charge? Um, and that's the thing. I think when you start to realize when you enter your working life as an adult, I guess as a child, I just always thought 
someone is in charge and confident and has the answers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then when you become an adult, you're like, nope. No, no. No one has the answers, and no. now now you're telling me that I have to pull, supply some of the answers. <laughs> like, <laughs> But on some level, you're like, I'd rather be the one because all of those people are incompetent. <laughs> like, yeah, that too. You know? Yeah. So, like, please don't let – please don't put me at their mercy, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I mean, I literally had a boss like him in, oh, in office. No. And this boss, I'm not going to name yeah, names, yeah. was not in academia. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, he would sign emails, chow, but C-H-O-W. No. And, like, he was no. very sticky. And I even got him best boss ever mug, like, as a joke. And he goes, well, if I, you know, I can't remember his name. What was the guy's name in the office? Michael Scott. My, if yeah. I'm Michael Scott, who does that make you? And I was like, oh, good point. But, <laughs> you know, um, but it, it was seriously, the, like, the show was a caricature, of, but it was, it was like, oof, yes, that is exactly what working in an office feels like. At this point, you know, I, I think I think it did like awkward comedy really well, though. For sure. Like, I mean, that's clearly For what sure. it like thrived off of. But I, I think like it it really like I don't know. It did it did it in a really good way. For, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And so much physical comedy, it, even in that show, too. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward, like so all like psychologically and socially and what they were dealing with. But also like their physical comedy. And I've gone back and just watched it was so smart. It was yeah. so good. And a lot of it was improv, though. Like, Oh, really? I didn't oh, know yeah, that. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was improv. And actually, um, the uh, the director of it, I can't remember his name, but he had the cast um, go in super early, and they would sit on the set and just <laughs> act like they were in an office for hours and every day. Yeah. Like method acting. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's entirely what it was. And that's what he was trying to do. And apparently um, uh, the four star actors, so John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Um, Pam, what was her Pam, name? Pam. Yeah. Jenna Fisher. That, yeah. That's who she was. Yep, yep. Uh, Steve Carell and uh, Rain Wilson. Yeah. Dwight. Yeah. So all four of them apparently had actual computers um, at their desks. And the rest of the supporting cast didn't. So they were forced to just kind of sit there and like, but it was really cool though, because uh, Kevin, Angela and um, the uh, Latino guy, I can't remember his name. Oh no, I can't remember his name. Um, But apparently like, cause they're, you know, technically the accounting people or whatever. They, they literally just made up their own things and like all of the supporting roles got to make up their own characters basically. So nice. um, they would they actually would bring stuff to decorate their own desk with because they were writing their own characters in their head. And like Angela Kinsley made up that Angela's just a crazy cat lady. Yeah. And she had a bunch of cat stuff. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it was it's so weird. Um, That's cool to know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of like background stuff that went on in that show. It's crazy. Um, and then that it had kind of this like renaissance, like right, it had this kind of like it kind of came back. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, multiple I, times I think it's come back multiple times. Yeah. Um, I think what really killed it this time was the fact that uh, um, CBS was like, yeah, no, it's on our own service, and everybody's like, it was perfectly fine on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, no, it's on Peacock now. Nobody's gonna go to your streaming service to watch that. <laughs> That's one thing that I hated. Um, that's what I hate about streaming services now. Like, yeah, they're nice. And Too diversified, though. But, oh, yeah. Everybody's trying to get in on it. And, like, I have... Let's if see. only Blockbuster had done it back in the day. They could have... They just missed the boat. Oh, yeah. Missed the well, boat. Well, I mean, you got to think, like... Were then, you alive during Blockbuster times? Uh, ish. 
We didn't have one in my town. We okay. had a movie gallery. So the whole shtick of the blockbuster, right? The thing, okay, movie gallery was close, but like, right? But it's not the same, but you would like, if you went on a date or you went like, part of it was like you went to pick out the movie mm-hmm. and you had to go, there were only certain, so many copies, especially if it was a new release, so yeah. you couldn't get new releases. And if there was no new release, then you had to agree on like an older movie to watch together. So there was all this kind of discussion that happened about what you were going to watch and how, you know, and you would look at the boxes, you know, you could see like mm-hmm. the the movie poster for yeah, lack of a yeah. better, you know, um, you know, and there were whole families in there. And so you, you were going through this like public kind of vetting about what we were going to watch and, you and know, you grab a movie and you're like, am I being judged for like, picking out like this Eddie Murphy movie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but right. And so it was like the, it was part of the process of the movie was like going to pick it out and touching it. And I, I, but I bring that up to say that there's been this kind of kind of comeback about almost all things analog. Like my nieces are super into uh, like they want the Polaroid camera and they mm-hmm. have the vinyl and they have the yeah, like, vinyls making a huge comeback. But I think I really, truly think that it's because like you don't have anything tangible. Well, everything's digital. Yeah, for especially you. after like COVID era, I think everybody's like, I miss like tactile sensations. Like, <laughs> like I want an artifact in yeah, my life, like like a real thing that well, I can I, hold. Well, that's the whole cool thing about vinyl is that like you're a part of every step that it takes to listen to that record. Like it's all on you. It's not mm-hmm. just oh stick it in this machine and it does whatever. No, you have to put it on the turntable, put the needle on, like you know, make sure everything's right. And you could stop it, but it also plays. It plays in order. Yeah. Of what, you know, how, how, how the record was built, you yeah. know, which it's intentional often yeah. to be listening, to listen to them in a certain order. No, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for albums. I, I'm not a huge fan of singles. <laughs> I like, right. I like albums. Right. What uh, was the first that you ever had? Do you remember? The first album uh, that I ever had? Like um, it can be a literal album or it could be a digital album. <laughs> no, no, like, it was, no, I, I still listen to CDs. I was listening to CDs on the way here. Um, <laughs> Did you have CDs in 2001? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, no, no, there okay. were CDs in 2001. I think like. But you were crazy. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, my first my first album was Parachutes by Coldplay. Okay. Which came out in 01, but I mean. Right, right, for you, yeah. It's still, well, it's still in like circulation. And everything by the yeah, time definitely. I was I was you know listening to. Well, CDs. now everything's still in circulation. That is true. So that is very true. Which you have that. Spotify is like. I, I like streaming music services. I, I like that because yeah. I'm such a music buff that, like, it's so great because I'm like, I have literally every piece of audio ever made, like, at my fingertips, and I'm okay with that. Right, right. Where, where it comes into video, I think it's too much of one thing because I find myself most times not even wanting to watch something because there's so much Too of much it. to choose from. Yeah. It's like the Cheesecake Factory menu. Um, and at the same time, I do mm-hmm. I do sometimes hate Spotify because I miss I miss like turning on the radio and it's like, okay, well, like I don't get to pick what You're I listen to. You're at the to. mercy of yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Although at the same time, you know, since my taste has changed and everything, like they're only playing like what's hip and <laughs> and relevant. Fair. So I'm you know, and I'm not big on that. But so there were radio stations that you could have had that would listen to what you wanted to listen to. That, that would that, play what you, yeah, you know. No, that, that, yeah, that's very true. Particularly um, college radio stations in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's this whole thing of like. And, but the just discovery too, like, that was one way, right? You could discover, you discovered new music. I mean, I guess there's an algorithm now that helps you discover new music or like, you. Yeah. I like this. And so we think you'll like this and they yeah. just play it. But um, 
I mean, that was one of the things is like this kind of you delayed your grad. You didn't get to hear what you wanted to hear right now. Mm-hmm. You delayed. You were waiting to hear the thing. At, you know, you know they're going to play at this hour because it's mm-hmm. popular or whatever. Yeah. So you're waiting. But in the meantime, you heard like all this other music that you probably wouldn't listen to. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. wouldn't have heard. And so, right. Well, that's it, why I think XM is going to stick around. So if AM and FM don't, like if they just get thrown by the wayside, I think XM is going to stick around because yeah. it's it's like – it's like cable for music. So I think we're coming into that era of like, it's, it's like, yeah. well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what to compare the analogy. It to. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's free cable in a way because it's only advertising itself and there's right. not many advertisements. So I get, I guess it's like watching or listening to like an ad version of Hulu. Right. Right. But I mean like what you're saying is true too. Like, uh, I mean, somehow you know, I canceled my cable at home. So I don't have cable because I was like, I have Netflix and Amazon Prime, so oh, yeah. good. But now I have Hulu and Disney and yeah. Apple and, you know what I mean, and stars and whatever it is that, I, you know. And you're like, I might as well just be paying for cable. Okay, so I, see, I see what you're saying. And I like I, I 100% get what you're saying. But screw cable companies <laughs> because they'll be like, oh, what's that? Your box broke? Okay, well, uh, $40 and you'll get a new one. It's like, where? where? Or it's like, oh, okay, well, we have a $50 service fee. It's like, what's the service? Yeah. Like, oh, what? That you're running a cable to my house? Like, that's it? Mm-hmm. And once it's already there, why am I still paying for it? You know? uh, well, and then throttling. Yeah. Like, oh, certain, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. They, um, I mean, that's a problem. Definitely, but I also feel like, I mean, the, the internet streaming companies are getting us now. Yeah. It used to be more, you know what I mean? So now it's like, like you said, you know, HBO is going to pull that to theirs and Disney's going to pull that, and CBS is going to pull that to their, because everyone wants a piece of that pie. So you are going to be stuck either sharing all your passwords with your friends or... <laughs> would never. Or, would, would never. never it's totally never, unethical, completely illegal, unethical. That. I would never yeah. suggest it. But... <laughs> Right. I mean, or you're going to end up paying a ton of money mm-hmm. for, you know, a service that you're not going to really use that much of. I mean, like you said, you just get overwhelmed. You're like, mm-hmm. if I don't know what I'm going to, the like endless scrolling, oh, of, yeah. I just have to pick something and go. It's it's really bad on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like, if you're trying to find something to watch, it's really bad on Netflix. I don't think, like, if you, if you know what you want to watch and Netflix has it, then there you go. But or, you know, if there's like a Netflix original, because those are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're getting really good now. Um, but I think if you're like trying to find something, I think it's a lot easier on HBO Max or Hulu because the way that their interface is designed, like it's not great. So it's a lot easier to just be like, OK, well, I like this. So I'll just watch this. Just stick with but this. Netflix has a really good UI. And it's just like, here's yeah. a bunch of stuff on one screen. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. don't know what to pick. Right. Like, oh, you like Scandinavian procedurals? <laughs> Great. You know, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Here's a thousand things that are like it. Right. <laughs> Try to pick one like it's a game. <laughs> now, I will say their Twitter account's really funny. I don't know if you follow the, twi- the Netflix Twitter account. No, I don't. It's pretty funny because they'll say something like um, the highest, whatever, the highest watch show, you know, this Christmas season was whatever, the, some kind of Hallmarky type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It was pretty bad, I think, ultimately. And they're like, in fact, 17 of you watched it more than 10 times. Who hurt you? Oh they're like, who hurt you people? So they use their like, analytics to, to like totally to make jokes. Yes. That's funny. They have a great analytics system, too, obviously, yeah. but um, to, in order to get the algorithm right. But mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it too, right? Is that they just throw so much at you that you're like, like I said, like the Cheesecake Factory menu, like, I like all the pastas. I like all those breads. Mm -hmm. I like all, right? But there's 9,000 things. You're like, just throw the dart and just do it, you know? I think that's why they they gave their, um, what is it? Like they have a pick something for me, like, feature on Oh, I have not seen this. Yeah, I think I think it's literally just like it just goes through something random. It's either shows that you have watched or shows that you haven't watched and it'll just pick something random for you to watch. Which is like I don't know, as far as like media and stuff is concerned, that's like a really risky move to me because it's like, well, I could just waste my time on a show that like I you know, I don't like or like, you know, do I do I want to waste an hour of my life or could although I guess it wouldn't matter because at least then you find something that you like know for a fact you don't like instead of just sitting there on a screen like yeah, a menu that. for like an hour like just not having anything but, right right yeah I mean I think that it also generationally I mean I can see like my stepfather my my parents age mm-hmm. that age group man they're just like I can't take the like searching and the scrolling and the you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you think? And what do you think? Like, it's too That's much. Now you have it. It's not, oh, let's look at the... We have these three things yeah. to watch. Which yeah. one do you guys want? <laughs> yeah. Or like, let's look at the guide and you can see what's on and what's going to be on, you know? Yeah. 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 But we're uh, we're coming up on time. So oh, the, nice. Yeah. No, the, the lady's probably going to come in here and tell me to stop. So, <laughs> But it was, uh, it was a really good uh, conversation. I wasn't expecting you to talk about a bunch of uh, movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I'm oh. really happy that, yeah. that I got to. I got to express make, a lot make of Make my list. Make me a list of scary I w- I movies. Will, I will make your list. <laughs> but uh, And, like, give them a – there should be, like, a, you know, whatever the fear factor. Like, watch this. Like, you can watch this one alone. This is a, t- oh, this is a two. Oh, so I got to put it into a tier. I mean <laughs> – I think I should have some kind of warning system. Okay. All you don't right. have. You can just be like, "This one's good. This is good anytime." This uh, is I'll be sure to put timestamps. It's good until this point. <laughs> and then, go and to then, the kitchen at minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring in your bring in your dog. Put him on your lap. At, you know. Call a friend. This is when you want to find a friend. <laughs> Lock the door. But I I, uh, I want to thank you for coming in. Thanks it, for it was, having me. It was uh, very helpful for me yeah. since JT hasn't been here. But JT should be here on uh, the next episode, so the fourth episode. But I would like to uh, go ahead and thank everybody for listening. I hope everybody has a good night or morning or whenever you're listening to, wherever you're listening to this on. So, yeah, everybody uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.